This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. But now I really feel it. You know, you can feel it. everybody's competing against each other. And so that's, that's the big difference. Everybody's just bought into the program. They're listening, they're taking coaching. They're not getting mad when someone gets on each other. You know, that's, that's the difference. Uh, I'm excited because I feel like we're real good and I feel like we have a lot of growing experience. I'm like real excited because I've never seen like a team like this that's like, and everyone push each other and everyone know knowledge. If I need something, I ask like, I can ask a DB and they'll know, a D lineman and they'll know, vice versa. But really, I want to bring up the whole team. This has, this has been the best spring I've been a part of since I've been here. You can just tell, you, you can not only tell, but you can just feel it that everybody is bought in and just competing with each other. So this has been the best spring I've had since I've been here. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. You heard DeAndre Thomas and Feldarius Payne, um, two key defenders for Nebraska on that front seven, just discussing the spring. And you just get the sense the way that defense played down the stretch last year. They played very well at Rutgers, very well at Purdue. Um, obviously, the Illinois or the um, Minnesota game was kind of a rough one for the entire team. Um, so you, you can't call that one a great finish down the stretch. But the way they played and then the way they didn't get a bowl game to finish out with, this group is pretty driven. And they've, they've come together. They've played well this spring. And you heard at the stop top of the show, they, they had the upper hand in the big scrimmage on Wednesday. Uh, but just to hear it out of a guy like DeAndre Thomas, who he's been on the field in Nebraska since 2017. He played as a true freshman for John Perella and Bob Diaco as a 265-pound nose tackle in the Big Ten Conference. That's for a whole nother show. Um, but, you know, that kid's been through a lot. And for him to kind of just give his thoughts there – um, I commend DeAndre because you know he easily could have walked away and gone to the portal and just finished out somewhere lower level. But he's battled through it, and and he likes this team and, and the makeup of this defense right now. Well, and yeah, going back to his path a little bit, I mean, last year he was set to be a uh, fixture on that defensive line and then uh, you know suffered two injuries that basically limited him, limited him to two games and so that uh, kind of derailed an entire season for him so uh, yeah this guy's gone through quite a bit and when we were at that practice on Saturday with Ben Stilley uh, basically being shelved for the spring DeAndre Thomas was your number one end and so opposite uh, Ty Robinson so that I think shows where he is in the pecking order on this defensive line, where I think DeAndre Thomas is going to play a lot of football on this defense. And when you're playing a lot on this defensive line, that means you have earned it and then some. But uh, going to his comments about just this, the different feeling this spring, I mean, obviously he's he's been through a lot of off seasons and a lot of turmoil and, and drama and all that stuff. And he was a follow-up question after he made that comment that, that was played in the open was, you know, what, what was missing in previous years. And he just th said that uh, guys just weren't bought in, you know, they, they were more about me and not about the team. And uh, you know, there just wasn't that kind of unified focus that there seems to be this year. Now, again, this is the off season. We hear a lot of Kool-Aid stuff like this every year, but just, I don't know. There is a difference when you hear not only what guys are saying, but the way they're saying it and the sincerity in which 
a guy like DeAndre Thomas who has no reason to you know fluff things up. He should be as disgruntled as anybody. Exactly. I mean, he, he really hasn't got a chance and to I, play much. I think much. he genuinely feels that this this offseason is de- different and this defense this season is different, and uh, hopefully it plays out that way in the fall. If Nebraska is good next year, the defense is going to be a big reason Absolutely. why. Absolutely. Because if they get stops, if they can get off the field in third down, if they can actually get a pass rush with a four-man rush, produce turnovers. Now, granted, I'd said a lot of ifs. But I do think the pieces are there, Rob, and I really do because of the depth and the options they have right now. They have benefited off this free super senior rule as much as anybody. Now, Illinois, I found this out. They have 19 super seniors coming back on Illinois Mm. who Nebraska will see week one. So it's not like Nebraska's got the most, but on defense particularly to get all those guys back another year along with what you developed last season – it's just going to go a long, long way here when you look at the overall makeup of Eric Shenander's defense. Well, yeah. I mean, and it starts up front. I mean, that defensive line is as deep as it's been in, in quite some time. And then take it to the next level. That inside linebacker group is <laughs> looks to be really, really good where there are at least four guys you could make the case to be starters for those two spots. And um, outside linebacker, obviously, with JoJo Doman back, he's, he's an X factor there. But, um, you know, Feldarius Payne, who really played well at the end of last year, you know, he's back. And you got you know, Caleb Tanner back and, um, you know, a lot of different pieces. Uh, Garrett Nelson, that I think give them enough depth and talent to where your defensive front seven – is easily the best it's been under Scott Frost. And, you know, you could probably take it back a few years beyond that. And that's where it starts. That's how you win in the Big Ten Conference. When your front seven is able to control the line of scrimmage and force teams to become one-dimensional, that's how you win. And, you know, the next level for Nebraska is their secondary is full of veterans, playmakers, Cam Taylor-Britt, Dismuke, Deontay Williams, uh, and then whoever uh, emerges in that other cornerback spot. I really like the makeup they have on this defense because of not only just the experience, but the leadership that's there at all three levels. Cam Taylor Britt could end up being one of the better corners at Nebraska since Prince Mokamara. I mean, I really think, I mean, you think about Pelini, Dennard was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Dennard was Big Ten defensive back yeah, of the he, year. He would have been a high draft pick if uh, he didn't have his, didn't have his night on O Street. <laughs> exactly. But, um, maybe since Dennard. I mean, because Dennard, Dennard was a proven, like, yeah. second round type talent that fell. Did he get drafted or fall, like, way even later? I don't think, I, don't, I can't remember. He started for the Patriots yeah. on an AFC title team. But yeah, I think when you look at his talent, he could be that type of player. I think if you were ranking players on the team right now, for me, Martinez and Taylor Britt would be like my 1A, 1B. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, somebody on our weekly chat this week asked, you know, who is the best recruit of the Scott Frost era? Taylor Britt. Yeah, not one guy they inherited. And I think we all consensus immediately said Cam Taylor Britt. It could end up being Martinez, though, too. Yeah, I mean, if he becomes the player they've thought he could be for day one, uh, you know, then that's a different story. But as far as actually – producing and being the type of player and exceeding expectations it's cam taylor brett hands down and right now i don't think there's much of a question he is their best overall nfl prospect looking ahead to 2022 and they've got some guys i mean dolman is going to have a shot at the nfl deontay williams and dismuke to an extent but i mean i think i feel like the defense at least has guys that could really help their draft stock and they all know that that's why they all came back yeah they want to win but i i if if those guys knew they were going to be like third, fourth, fifth round picks, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those guys fell like sixth, seventh round or free agency, probably free agency. And that's what drove a lot of them back to Nebraska. 
Yeah, and especially those two safeties. I mean, they're grown men with kids. You know, like they they don't have time to just <laughs> their mess family, around. Like with the families year hang out together. They're not or... coming back to party and you know go to eat, eat free meals on the training table. They're here to make their NFL profile as high as it possibly can be, and they believe that another year at Nebraska is going to help them do that. And if there's one other position, I'll say, Robin, that is just solid. Like I'm not worried about this group at all today. Is middle linebacker? Mm-hmm. I think. When you have Honus, Reimer, Kalarovic, and then Henrich, I mean, that's four legit dudes right there in the middle mm-hmm. that they can roll out this year. And they haven't had four in a while. Well, I mean, you look at I mean, Will Honus. I mean, he played the best football of his career last season. And then, uh, you know, uh, Luke Reimer, who is, you know, Barrett Root said he could potentially play in the NFL if he continues on his trajectory. And then uh, Nick Henrich, who kind of showed a little bit of what uh, they thought they were getting when they recruited him last year. And that was after playing both inside and outside. So now that he's settled in, at inside linebacker, I think he's really about ready to take off. And then you add in Chris Kalarovic, who the transfer from Northern Iowa, shout out to the Panthers, uh, they I mean, they love him. I mean, they called him, he's been called a freak of nature, a true leader, basically like everything you want in a Big Ten middle linebacker, Chris Kalarovic has been that. So, I mean, yes, the, the depth and talent and experience at that position group, I mean, that's, that's an under – under talked, I guess not talked about enough position group on this team right now. Yeah, the Chris Kalarvik just reminds me of that guy that played for like Iowa or Wisconsin, yes. and you're like, why can't Nebraska ever just get a guy like him? Mm-hmm. And he could end up being finally just that physical, consistent force to go with what they have, and and the depth is there, and and that's going to be the difference. I think when you look at this defense, if they do what we think, it's going to be because of the depth. So uh, when we come back, we're going to shift over to basketball. Husker basketball assistant Matt Abdelmazi is going to join us here on the show. We'll break down Nebraska's signing class. Huskers had a consensus top 20 recruiting class. We'll hear from Coach Abdelmazi next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.